Hello and welcome back to The Future Is Now, the official podcast of Handelsdagarna 2020 at Stockholm School of Economics. In today's episode, we'll dive into the world of retail digitalization. Our host, Ludwig Hartle, meets the Director of Business Development at Microsoft, Linda Pimmeshofer, who specialized in retail transformation. Linda explains why the retail industry is on the brink of an unprecedented revolution, how Alibaba's smart grocery stores affect housing prices, and the way tech and shopping will become inseparable. Without further ado, please enjoy the second episode of The Future Is Now. Okay, Linda Pimmeshofer. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We're so glad to have you here. Um, so you work with business development uh, towards retail at Microsoft. Yes. Uh, and so my first question is, because Microsoft to me is not, it does not scream retail. So no. Could, so could you explain what, what does Microsoft have to do with retail? Yeah, or... Mm, it's a, it's a tricky question because we we can do so much at Microsoft, of course, but we are not we are and we are a retailer ourselves. We we have uh, e-commerce and we also have stores, but of course we are not coming from the retail side. But now everything is about transformation and digital, and uh, yeah, it's really where we come in. So we can transform, help retailers to transform their business and really be a more modern retail and a more intelligent one. So I, I guess, because Microsoft has been, and you know, you've been selling most of your products online, but you said that you're also a retailer. Yeah. Is this something that has happened recently that you're, you're getting into the actual physical retail business lately, or have you always been on the ground? Uh, no, no, it's really interesting. I, I don't really know the, the year we opened the first one in Redmond, where we have the headquarters as well. Uh, but now we have also one in London, and we have one in New York on the 5th, of course. Uh, but And I am w- really working hard to get one to Sweden as well. But it's really, it, it, I think it's, it resonates with what retailers are doing and what we are seeing because the physical store, it's really um, a place where you can carry out your brand and your brand values and show the customers who you are. Uh, it's where you meet the customer and you can see where and how the products really resonate with the customers. So I think that's why we want to have stores. It's more marketing because commerce we are doing we are doing business to business and we are doing on the e-commerce, but we are carrying out our brand to the customers, facing the customers in our stores. Yeah. And I guess it's also a chance for you, yeah, as you say, to meet your customers and actually yeah. uh, get some get some input on what they actually want. Yes. Yes. Um, so, because uh, maybe 10 years ago, people were talking about the retail, uh, the retail industry and the physical stores. You know, you talked about all the other malls that were to close down, and how the retail industry was dying. The actual yeah, f- and the e-commerce de- would be of retail. Yeah, but yeah. that is not what we're seeing now with no. you know things happening in China and uh, Amazon that bought Whole Foods two years ago. So, so what what changed? Yeah, I, I think really, I think maybe bad retail. Uh, are dying still. Okay. Uh, so when you have stores that more looking like warehouses with no actually customer experience at all, I don't think they will live. And it's not so many left actually, if you <laughs> look around. Yeah. So 
But so retail has changed and the physical store, the role of the phys- physical store has really changed to being the place to buy because you don't need to go to a store to buy. So that's not the, the key uh, area. It's more about exploring, um, get inspiration, um, answer, get answers on the questions you have. So if we look at PVC are doing really great investigations around uh, retail and customer experience and stuff. And uh, we, when, we, when we ask the customer why they go into a store, the first thing is that they need knowledge. So it's knowledge about uh, how s- something is fitting you, of course, but also knowledge about the product because we still want that physical meeting and uh, touch. So, so I mean, if, if we could speak about, uh, let's say, retail stores in Sweden today, just to have some ground to kind of work off from. Uh, so if I walk into a retail store today in Sweden, wh- I mean, I don't necessarily notice a change from, let's say, five years back. Yeah. Um, but but I guess the company that I actually interact with probably has some more data on me when I walk in. Uh, so so what, what has changed? What yeah. Is, what, what, like what, what's actually there right now? Yeah. So it's dif- it dif- differs, of course. Yeah. Uh, something that the retailers has has tried to do uh, lately is to get this omni experience that they call it. So that you should have the same experience when you go online as when you are in store. So um, and the same um, prices and uh, and really get the same information that you have online because the best online that's of course the convenience but it's also that you get the information around the products you have the reviews and you have so much about the products that you don't have in the store so that is something that they 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 like to do but it's not so many that has come so far so digitalization within retail has historically be historically been more around the um, e-commerce and the apps and all of that uh, but now they are looking into how can we bring the best of the e-commerce into the physical store so how can we have the digital touch point that helps you when you get in store because if you have started your shopping journey home in your app or in an e-commerce site. And when you go to a store, you want to have that with you, right? And you want to get help to find the the garments or the product that you already have on your list. Uh, so you can try them on and maybe go home and pay later. So it's really about that, you know, getting that journey to be one seamless experience, jumping between different touch points. But you don't see that today so much. It's... Some stores are better and they are trying, but it's really, we are really in the beginning here because still the stores are like black holes. And the only thing um, the, the retailer knows, it's, it's what you're buying. So, yeah. So what's, what's missing? Like, wh- why, why aren't we there yet? Uh, I think it's a lot of stuff, of course. Um, and and one thing is that we are not like China, that everything is okay, no rules. You can spy on any, any yeah. anyone and everyone knows who you are and uh, all the stores can recognize you when you enter. So you can pay with your smile and it's okay for everyone. Uh, but it's really not that easy here. So here we need to be careful about uh, supporting the customer and the privacy. Uh, of course, but still we need to get to that, you know, personal 
customer experience. So it's really, you can do it in so many ways, but uh, no one has really cracked the code or, and really get it out for to the customer in the hands of the customer. I think we should use our phones more uh, because today I think apps is more for shopping at home. But if you had, like IKEA has tried to have a, a store mode on the IKEA app. So when you are there, they know wh- which store you are in and then they can track you and they can like support you in finding. So they can track me within the store? Actually, yeah, walk- okay. yeah they, they track your phone. So yeah. they don't know, they don't need to identify you because they only need to, you know, to, to, to know who you are and your phone and your shopping list and they can like support you in finding the stuff. So that is one thing. So they are trying the same. Uh, Ika is, has the same. When you enter, when you do a shopping list, you can say which store you are going to, and they will reorganize the shopping list for you. So you and and like show a, a, a great um, map of how you can walk in the store to find those stuff. Mm, yeah. So yeah. so it's coming. That is one thing. So s- they are trying. But uh, we have a long way left, I think. Uh, the shopping ex- experience will be so much better in only one year. Okay. I'm sure. Y- okay, you think it's, it's an I'm exponential? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sure? It sounds like you're <laughs> setting out some information here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, that is really my goal. So <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I do a great job, that we will see that. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned China. As an yeah. example, and and uh, obviously, as you said, I mean uh, Alibaba, and I think uh, the other one is is it Tencent? I think they're yeah, called. Yeah, um, um, and they own, I mean, a huge, a huge percent of the uh, of the e-commerce uh, industry in China. Yeah, and they have you know social medias, they have uh, uh, distributions, they have travel information. So obviously, they are far ahead. Yeah, they have a platform. They own the customer and they own everything around the customer. So here we have we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Snapchat, we have e-commerce sites, we have uh, Boost, we have a, we have a lot of different marketplaces, and we have the retailers. Alibaba, like they own everything. You can say they own also have Swish, so they have uh, the yeah, yeah the, the checkout the as, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> as well. So so that's why they can really. Uh, make this seamless experience and be a, they are so clever in the way of communicating with the customers and it's it's a great customer experience um so it, it's interesting to see but but they they were so far you know uh, they were in the digitalization they they started so late because they had problems with um, politics and stuff. And when they started, they could like do a leap and do something completely new. So they started not with the computer and stuff. They started with the mobile phones. Yeah. So it's a completely different, uh, it's a different market. But it, I think they are doing so cool stuff. So we should look at them, but also have them as a, a bad example as well when you go too far in this uh, privacy thing yeah, privacy so it's both yeah. So, yeah but oh, it's course. really and uh, but it's a balance because if you ask if you ask anyone if you care about your privacy you will have the answer yes because we do uh, but if you answer or if you ask them if they okay if you have talked with a customer service and you have a problem and then you come into a store after would you be really happy if they know who you are so you don't have to tell the story again and you will have a yes there 
So we, you know, it's a balance. We want, don't want people to be too, um, too pushy and know too much that we don't want to share. But the stuff that we want to share to get more convenience and to get help, we really want that. We truly want that, I think. So, so it's, it's really interesting to see. But I think China has gone too far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> definitely an, an ethical challenge there, obviously. It is, and it I, is. I think we should we should return to that. Uh, but first, I, I mean, th- there's. So I, I was thinking if you could kind of walk through, because I, I know b- before we actually put the uh, the microphones on, uh, you mentioned the grocery stores. Yeah. Um, so Ali, the the grocery stores owned by Alibaba, and how it's just a completely different experience right now walking into a grocery store in China. Yeah. Um, so c- could you walk us through that? How, how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. So so you're shopping with the mobile phone, uh, everything. So y- if you want information about uh, dates or how how the product has produced and the logistic around it, like sustainability wise, you can just use the QR code and you will get all of that information. So you can, the traceability and the, the transparency are amazing. Uh, you do everything with, with your phone and you just go around. Uh, and when you check out, you can check out with a smile or just with the app uh, because with you have smile? everything. With a, f- yeah. like a face ID? Face or? ID, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. So <laughs> that is pretty cool. But, uh, and it's really convenient because you just go scan and put in your basket and then you check out really easy just with a scan. Uh, but also in the store you have... Uh, the ability to cook your food so you can buy the food and then you can go to a chef and they can cook and they have tables and all the family can eat there because what what has happened in China is that you don't have every apartment doesn't have kitchen anymore so they have a a locker downstairs where you can uh, get um, last mile deliveries so you get food home uh, and, you know, it's like it's it's minutes, it's not hours they are counting to get food delivered to you. Uh, so that you have, but you don't have kitchen. So that's why they use this chef's service and they are also um, uh, ordering food home really much. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's common. Um, and then they and they also use their store as convenience uh, uh, warehouses. So uh, if you look up in the floor you can see baskets going around and people going going and pick up all of these orders order to home deliveries so they do that also in stores um, so they they take the do i pack the bag myself or no someone... if you order if you order okay, like, I, I want this online, basket yeah someone, you order okay. online and that they are doing that in the store as well so they don't have that a warehouse for that that's why they can be so fast okay and then they deliver to me through that yeah so I pretty Within much minutes. outsource my, my whole uh, cooking. Everything. Okay. Yeah. So it's and so like the um, uh, retail market has also been involved with this. You know, the the prices is going up if you have if, uh, at the apartment that is close to uh, Alibaba or a Hama. That's the name of this. Okay, that's that's <laughs> the name of the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, they have really made a mark on the market you can say yeah yeah and then i i think uh, so kind of parallel to that uh, amazon bought whole foods two years ago and they're definitely you know experimenting with that the amazon go where you can just walk in and i i think it's and walk out it's a qr code and then they have uh, cameras up in the ceiling yeah allowing you to just 
pick whatever you want and just walk out and they yeah. will charge you through through your phone pretty yeah. much. Yeah. But is is there something special? Grocery stores? It seems to be on both uh, on, on both sides. That seems to be where people yeah. are s- focusing at first. Yeah, I think because that is where we spend so much time in. <laughs> you know, yeah. that is shopping for Everyone sure. Everyone needs food. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs food and we are shopping a lot of food. Yeah. We are shopping fashion as well, but uh, food is... Uh, is something else and you know if you like look at yourself one year or maybe like now when you go into a store and you just don't have that shopping list you can like picture yourself as this lost human being with all of this stuff around you and you don't really have an idea what to buy right so so this I think you can do so much. You can bring so much value to that customer because that is the customer when, when you buy food. You are really lost. And it's so much to to uh, choose from. And uh, and you, because of that, you end up with buying the same stuff every time. And um, yeah, and you don't like that. That's why we are doing this... Um, um, a grocery bag, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you say that? Yeah, I think grocery so. Bag. Yeah. Grocery okay. bag. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you 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 really have someone else pick both the recipes and the 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 stuff for you, uh, because we we don't like the shopping grocery stuff. We ha- we think it's a problem in our in our real life. Uh, you know, if you ask any. Uh, couple that has kids what is the you know the discussion every friday and that is around what should we buy and what should we eat and you know so so you can do so much i think it's so much value you can bring I, i think i think that's why really and also we have now it's a trend on what you you should eat and uh, you should eat more healthy and more good for nature uh, with all the sustainability stuff so as a customer we are um, eager to get help and digital can help you yeah. so um, that I mean the question that pops up in my head is that okay so you can just walk into a store you, s- you show your QR code and you scan it and you just walk in and you pick your food and then you walk out yeah, if you want it delivered I mean I, I can't imagine that it's too far away that there's going to be robots that you know pick pick the food up I know I, when I researched uh, before this, I, I saw a number, I think it was in 2017 though, but they said that there were 42 million jobs in the US that are within retail today. So, so what is the new place for, for <laughs> the people? What will they do? Yeah, will, yeah. Will, will we have just automated stores or will there actually be a you know, meeting with a, with a person in the store? Mm. Uh, it's a really good uh, good question and a good discussion. And I, I, think, I think also why we see all of this in, in groceries that we don't have to talk with someone when we buy groceries, yeah. when we buy milk and stuff, you know, the ordinary groceries. But when we want to buy, you know, the nice cheese and, and those kind of stuff, the deli stuff, uh, we like really to have the more marketplace. Yeah. So I, I think we will see like small marketplaces with delis and, and the rest will be like warehouse with robots. So you can, you can order, you can have like a mixed, you can order the stuff that you don't want to, you know, pick up in the store. Uh, but you can go to the store and pick up, you know, the avocado and, and those kind of stuff and the meat that you want. 
and then you also have a basket with with all of the other stuff. Um, I think we we can we will see that more because still it is stuff that you don't you want to um, um, to choose yourself. Uh, and it is people that really likes and enjoy to go through and, and look at the, and get inspiration from the food for the evening. Uh, and then, then it's when we're talking about food. I think, you know, we, we are really mature in self-checkout and stuff. So it's not the checkout that you should do as a person. It's really the service yeah. uh, and bringing that inspiration into the shopping experience. So we need to move people from the checkout because that we can do ourselves or robots can do it or tech, tech can do that. But more about the customer experience and bringing the people to the floor, talking to the customers. And, and that is even more important when it's more, when it's fashion and, you know, and tech stuff. When you really have questions around it, yeah. you need to find someone. Um, because when you are in a store today, it's really hard to find someone at the floor where you need help. Because they are at the cashier machines in the end, and you know, so yeah, I think we will move them around more. So they sh- they should be where we need them. So so maybe more like a, I mean I think uh, Apple is a good ex- example of this. When you walk into a, I haven't been in a Microsoft store, no, so I don't know. You I need can't to compare. visit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I know similar. you know w- walking into Apple. Or actually, I think they've uh, taken away the the store now. It's just an Apple. Uh, whatever Apple Stockholm Apple New York whatever yeah. it is uh, but, but yeah I think the experience when you come in there is that the the, the staff is really only there for you and you, you don't see anyone you know walking around picking up things or anything it's just the kind of the exchange yeah um, and, and obviously re, I mean retail it's 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 so huge so I think we should kind of we've been we've been touching upon grocery stores which will probably be a bit different from let's say you know, a clothing line or let's take H&M, for example, as a, as a Swedish brand. So what, what do you think? We will see similar will, adoptions there or will it be different? Because, I, I mean, yeah, I'm thinking um, things like VR or augmented reality, uh, those kinds of things might be more applicable in a store like H&M, for example. Do, do, do you see any of that uh, yeah. coming in the future? <clears throat> I, I'm sure uh, in different area because when we're talking about this really really shiny show tech stuff like VR, um, it, I think it is more like marketing and a cool customer experience than than it will be in. Ev- we will not see it in every store. We will see it in some, I think, as a customer experience more than a need. Uh, so, and I love that kinds of stuff. I'm doing. Uh, some of those, uh, the, the shiny tech stuff, yeah. but it's really, it's really for engaging uh, customers more than like get money in. Um, but I, I w- I'm sure, I, I, I hope we will see some of the collections uh, digital, so we can um, experience fashion or or a car, you, you can see that in Volvo, they have done it. So you can experience your car in VR and really see it before you produce it. And you can do that with the big stuff today, but I would love to see that also with fashion. So you don't produce so much that you don't need to. So it could be that you can like order and then they produce. 
So that's good for waste. Yeah, definitely. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, for the retailer as well, yeah, to yeah. be much more efficient. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, of course, yeah. it will not be in every, every, in every case, but it could be a future uh, good way of using VR. Otherwise, AR, uh, it's a good, good way to communicate to a customer because then you can use their phone and you can add digital to the physical. So if you go to store, back to the grocery, I would love this. Uh, so I am. I don't like. I don't like to feed my kids with sugar, and I don't like to feed them with yeah, stuff that's not good for them. So I would love to have my profile in my phone. So this is stuff that I I want, and this is stuff I don't want. And if I just put the phone, the camera against a shelf, the shelf can talk to me and say, "This is." This is good. This is something for you. This is not for your son because he is allergic, <laughs> but this is for the other. You know, you oh, can yeah. really talk. You can really help the customer through AR because this is this mixed reality. Uh, but also, if we, if you go to IKEA, they are doing a lot of sustainability stuff. Uh, I I went to the kitchen here in the kitchen area. They have a small store here in Stockholm only for kitchens. Okay, and the first kitchen. Uh, when I talked with someone, he, she said, it's, it's all sust- uh, circular material. This is a sustainable kitchen. And I just, oh, but you don't tell me. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, but if, you, you know, if I didn't talk to you, I didn't know. It should say recycled yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it should yeah. say somewhere. It should uh, talk to me. And, and they just, oh, but it's, it's so ugly with all the signs. And I, I agree. But you could use the customer's phone. Um, in, 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 in so many ways, you can also use beacon so you, it pop up a personal message f- for you when you are in an area. So you can... A beacon, you said? Yeah. So what, what's, the, what's a beacon? It's like a small sensor. So if you have sensors in different areas of a store, uh, it can activate stuff in your phone. So if you have a H&M or IKEA app, of course you use that. But you can also use the Swish app because all the Swedish people has the Swish app, yeah. right? That can be the carrier of, of this technology. And you can push out uh, just-in-time information to people that is there. So you don't have to identify them. You just identify the phone and the location of it. And so, so that's back to like what Alibaba do or what they do in China. You don't have to identify to get some of the capabilities they have there. So I think it's good to see what they're doing and learn and see, okay, this is a capability we want. This is big value for the customer. And then see, okay, how can we do it without the tracking uh, in that manner and, and without the identification and be really uh, personal. We can, we can do it in other, in other ways. Technology can, can solve the same capability, deliver the same capability, yeah. uh, but in another way. So I think that is a fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But I, I'm thinking, so the, the two kind of, if if there's a, another podcast that discuss, discuss the future of retail, uh, I'm thinking they would probably mention Amazon and Alibaba too as uh, two examples. Yeah. Um, and they are obviously uh, some of the world's largest enterprises. They are really different though. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that is cool because... Uh, Amazon, when you're going there, just to get this technology working, the store needs to be really strict and everything is like plastic. You know, it's, it's, it's not a nice um, 
you know, a fruit table that yeah. we are used to. Yeah. Everything is boxed and really, uh, yeah, really squared. <laughs> and no people at all. So it's really is like um, quiet and stiff. It's perfect for, I would say, like Seven uh, Eleven shopping, okay. last minute shopping. Yeah. Uh, but this inspirational walk through a nice store with people that you can, you know, with live something happening, um, customer experience, all of those stuff. I don't see that in the Amazon store. I, I have only visited like three. But, uh, and they are, it's convenience, convenience, convenience. Uh, for sure, you can really just go in, plop, take what you want and go out. Uh, and I tried to trick it, but it I didn't, you know, <laughs> okay, didn't, didn't manage. <laughs> so it's good. What what did he do? That's uh, no, I, I tried to <laughs> like pick, pick it back, you know, behind my back. The, okay. yeah. Yeah. But uh, but they take took it away, and I really tried to like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but <laughs> take something <laughs> that they shouldn't uh, notice. But no, impossible. They were really good. Yeah. Um, so. It's perfect for, you know, lunch shop, shopping and stuff. But when you want this, and Haman, Hama, Hema, I don't know really the uh, pronouncement of that. Uh, but the in grocery China, store that Alibaba owns. Yes, yeah. it's an experience uh, for sure. And it's live and stuff is happening everywhere. And and um, and it's really personal You're, because they know what you tends to buy so yeah. you get offers to the phone and to the app all the time and, and new recipes that you could could cook for the same food that you tend so to efficient buy and yeah so it's re- yeah so it's really personal and and uh, and efficient but it's it's a completely different um, uh, experience i would say yeah but so i'm thinking okay let's let's uh, let's cut off amazon let's take alibaba as the yeah. example yeah uh, we said earlier that uh, what makes it possible for them to offer the customer this experience is that they have, I mean, first of all, the regulations are completely different, so they can pick up and they have their data uh, on every customer is completely different. Uh, but they also have, you know, they, they own so many different sectors uh, of different types of industries. They have so much information that gives them a, a huge, uh, like a big scale advantage. Um, so if that is kind of the prerequisite for this new experience, what will happen to my, you know, favorite small uh, stores that I can just walk into and, and you know, I like having, uh, no, knowing the, who, who uh, ever is behind the counter, uh, will they be able to compete at all with, with this, you know, this, this new wave of retail? I really, I truly hope that. Um, and I think we will see more of the local touch also in the big uh, vendors. If we talk about and with um, the Swedish retailer, uh, we see that they are going more smaller and more personal and more local. So we look at the H&M in Kalaplan. Uh, everyone, it was not the H&M that did good numbers. Uh, it was not the store you wanted to go into really. And now what they have been doing is to analyze the customer and the preferences of the customer. And they didn't have the customer because that store did not so good. So they had to analyze the people around the area. What do they buy? Do they buy anything from H&M? 
Yeah, but not that store. So which store and what do they buy? Uh, and, and a lot of stuff. So now they have a store that really resonates with the customer and it's doing great. And I love going into that uh, and like circling around because it's really inspiring and it's really for me. Uh, so that is what we're seeing. And I, I also when you're talking with like IKEA that has this home, they, they are our home, right? They also need to bring in what's more, what, what is, you know, the food stuff. They have tried that and they are good at that. But they, they also are talking about bringing in more local. So being more a marketplace uh, for food to, to like resonate with the people around, to be uh, more a place, to be a destination and a place you want to be instead of somewhere you need to go. So to to change that, to really change the physical space of being something completely else. So that is what the big da do. But then we have our, our, you know, us as a customer. And we really want this personal touch. Um, I think it's like 83% of us that thinks that retail are less personal now than before. And that is a bad thing. So... So back to your, like, what should they do? They should be there and they should meet us. And uh, we want that personal touch. Uh, so I think we will see, like, I think we will see a change where we go back to more the delis, uh, the, the small markets uh, in some areas because we like that. But I think they will be connected to the big ones in some way. I think it will be more a community around retail. They will collaborate better in the future. I think they need to. And share data. Because the others do, right? So if they can do that, because when you own fashion, what you wear, and you own our home, or that the data IKEA have, and you own what we eat, you have a lot of data. And in a conjunction, and really giving value back to us, we will be fine with that, I think. So we will but see I don't know of, that. <laughs> but I think... Some kind of love child between Ikea and H&M. They will kind of all merge together, you think? Maybe. Uh, to be able to give you one, you know, one face upwards. Maybe. And also, I think we will see other small players coming into that. I think, I think we will have friends. They will be friends. Some will be friends. They will not. And we will have fren- frenemies. Yeah. You can see like... Uh, you can see you can see us collaborating with our past enemies because the value of the customer are bigger, and I think we will see that a lot. Really, that will be interesting, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. And it's all you know. I hope it will be better, but I, I think so. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. But if you just see it, how we're doing with how, how glad we are and, and how good it is with like the Facebook uh, that has been a place for us. Uh, where and Facebook knows us and we get information from that marketplace uh, and now when we can shop we cannot shop in Facebook but Instagram we can shop as well we like the, you know I think there's a marketplace right in, yeah it's in, a marketplace there as well. yeah. yeah so you know we like to be in one spot and get more value um, so if we can bring that so we can bring a lot of value under one roof that is good for us as a customer and as much data they have, um, 
they can be more personal and really help us with our choices. And if I am a person that wants to live a sustainable life, it's better if someone that both helps me with my home and what we eat and what I wear than, than you know, not uh, nothing. So I think, uh, I think the collaboration will be good for us. Yeah, and and that obviously, I, I think it kind of turns us a little bit towards the ethics of this whole thing. So, uh, my data that I, you know, I I give out through Facebook and through my shopping, uh, it is obviously going to be of huge value to any big retailer when they want to sell stuff to me. Uh, do you see us at all coming towards a future where I actually own my data and I, you know? That is something that I, it's it's my resource that I can share, that I can sell, because it, it's impossible to to not look at that as a thing that would be, a, that, that I could sell to a, to a big retailer. It's obviously of huge value to them. Uh, do, you, do you see any shift towards that? And not selling really? data, yeah. but, but really owning, you're owning your data today. Uh, the GDPR uh, is really for us. That, that, that rule is a consumer rule. Uh, and we, and it's really great because it makes you in charge of your data, but it's really, uh, it's it's hard because it's not so hard with the physical retail because they are asking you and you say, okay, but everything you do on, on the web, they will not ask you. And and some will, but, but the texts are so long and the small stuff you really would uh, like to read, you yeah. don't read that because they have hi- hidden it somewhere. So it's really hard and you don't have one vision then with whom you have shared and then you also have they are sharing to their partners and that information is really hard for you to get so yeah you you are an owner but you are not in control today you can say Uh, i hope that someone will take that responsibility if it's a retailer or if it's a startup or a tech company or i don't know Uh, so we have that uh, that possibility to see where we have our data and which data and also where we just can we can give it and we can take it back really easy uh, because today you can you have the law says GDPR says that you can say I want my data back uh, but you need to like call them you know yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not it's not a button on an app uh, so it would be so good and it would be also better when if we if the retailers uh, look at the data in like two in a, if we take it easy two ways the data that needs to be identified with your, you as a person and the data that's just for the knowledge that can be you know it it's just for looking at trends and knowing the big consumer so agenda data I'm yeah, just a part of yeah so big, you don't yeah. have to be identified so and today it's like data. And We're not making any difference between those two. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so we can do a lot with the data and the protection, uh, but the GDPR law is really good for us. So um, Microsoft, back to that. Um, can you tell us anything about what you are working on right now? Like, what is the? Because we spoke about where we are at. What's what is live right now in Sweden and I mean you're obviously in the forefront of changing that and uh, can you spill anything yeah yeah uh, some uh, only this week we are launching 
um, new digital concepts in uh, H&M, the, f- the newest H&M small flagship store that they opened, um, I think it was a month ago, in Mitte, Germany, Berlin. Uh, so it's really cool because it's a, it's a completely different store. It's more modern, it's smaller. Um, and when it's a small store, you need to have endless aisle, you say. Uh, so you can, shop, you, can, you can shop everything, but you are in a store. So you cannot have it physical, but you can shop the rest on, on like screens. So they have these design studios on screens, really cool. So it's a tool both for the customer, but also for a store employee that wants to inspire a customer in front of the screen. Uh, they also want to give their um, store employees a six like, you know, to, to look behind your shoulder. Uh, so to help the customer wherever they are. So in the dressing room, we have uh, buttons and on every store employee, we have wearables. So when you need help as a customer, you can click a button uh, in the dressing room so you don't have to run around in your socks <laughs> and get something. But also in different areas, you can, you can get help and they can call each other. And at the next step, we will connect that to the cameras in the roof. So we can also help them uh, to predict lines and and to to really ping the people in the store to be in the right place at the right time. So that is really cool. And it's happening right now. So for I mean for someone who's interested, we so obviously at SSC we have a um, we have we have a whole uh, class dedicated to retail management, uh, and I I bet there are people uh, that are studying business and economics that are interested in in re- and also in our masters of course that are interested in in the retail industry. Um, so what t- on the strategic level? Uh, so kind of walking out of the store now more to what you're doing. Um, what different types of jobs are there? Like, what what kind of kinds of competences are you looking for? <clears throat> if someone in, wants to be part of this journey, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's it's new it's new roles coming up all the time actually, and you can see organization really reshaping from the 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 old more like uh, silo organization doing one did store physical store and. And it called sales, and one did e-commerce, and it didn't call sales. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Okay>. like, <laughs> so to be more like customer-centric and uh, try to get this as one. Um, so, I would say CDO is a, is a great role to have if you are interested in both technology and business value. Um, all of the retailers has a X organization like EKX, HMX. Uh, IKEA X, they are doing innovation. Okay. That is also a nice group to be a part of because they are um, they are testing stuff and they are looking uh, looking into the future. Uh, and I, uh, that is interesting to be in. But then it's really, you know, it's a lot of uh, roles around um, doing this everything around tools for tools for people, tools to collaborate more, uh, tools to be more smart. The intelligence is coming everywhere. 
Um, so intelligent operation, so you can really uh, do the right things. That is really key. So I would say if you are into math and those kind of, if you are good at that, you, sh- you should go the intelligence okay. track because we are needing, the market needs that. People with quantitative skills. P- yeah, yeah. Okay. people yeah. with uh, BI, AI, everything around that. Um, uh, and that is, you know, connected now to um, to the customer experience because before it was an IT thing. Uh, or a finance thing, uh, actually. And now it's more, okay, dynamic pricing. That is when intelligence is in the store, uh, in the shelf, or in your phone. It's really cool. So it's coming out to us. uh, And also now when we should do intelligence in the the, um, uh, cameras, in the roof, we will have um, that running in every store instead of like building it back in the backside. So so the intelligence is coming uh, close to us now. And then it's all about um, how to communicate with the, with the customers. So, so marketing, uh, it's turning uh, instead of doing this like posters. Now it's, uh, it's live and it needs to be intelligent as well. And it needs to be in, in all the channels and not only like in the city uh, and you need to be intelligent in how you uh, communicate with the different uh, customers. So that is also interesting. So I would say to, to really, yeah, I, the, the intelligence and, and, and the digitalization is coming every, into every you know, part of the organizations now. So you don't have to be in the IT side, I would say. Uh, maybe you shouldn't because they are still there to need to you know manage all the systems and they don't have so much time to do this cool stuff so the digitalization is going out to the business side i would say okay that's interesting i mean i'm i'm not very tech savvy that's but i you know i'm obviously uh, enthusiastic about you know especially something like retail so that's that's interesting to hear that yeah, that yeah you don't it need is. to be uh, you know a tech yeah and yeah. you don't need to be tech at all so for someone who wants to know more, so yeah. I guess as, a, uh, as an ending question, if you're enthusiastic about this, um, do, so I would, I would say first, do you have any, any uh, tips on um, YouTube videos or any, any lectures or any, anything that, you know, that can kind of visualize this whole change that is happening? Uh, or uh, Yeah, I, I would... Um uh, I would uh, ser- go to YouTube and search yeah. for both Alibaba and Amazon because they are obviously doing great stuff. Um, otherwise, I would say uh, follow the hashtag future retail because uh, it's a lot of people sharing what they are doing now because stuff is happening all all the time everywhere. And, uh, and it's both show tech, the shiny stuff, and high tech, the more intelligent stuff, and and both is interesting. And the cool stuff is that you cannot do the intelligent stuff without, dig, you know, to do the digitalization with with your customers because you don't know how who the customer are if it's not a digital relationship. Mm-hmm. So so it's really connected, and you need to have that feedback loop, and that is that is also cool, a cool thing to look into. Uh, the connection between the customer experience and the operational intelligence. 
and Microsoft are doing a lot there. So to to we have a really great retail manager that is sharing a lot, and uh, and Microsoft intelligent retail or future retail, uh, you will find a lot. So if you're interested in that, you should look at Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so we have hashtag future of retail. Yeah, or just future retail. Future retail, uh, and then go and search Alibaba or Amazon on YouTube. And then if if people want to know more about you or or Microsoft in general, yeah, where should they look? Yeah, I am I am on LinkedIn, and I'm sharing everything I do with my customers there. So uh, so just look me up, Linda Pimesoffer. and I will be glad to also connect if it's someone that w- have questions. Yeah. Okay. Linda, thank you so much for taking your time and being here today. It's thank been really you. interesting. Yeah, very very nice to be here. Thank you. Very glad. Thank you. You have listened to the second episode of The Future Is Now, featuring Linda Pimmeswofer. If you are attending either Retail Fairs Euroshop 2020 or NRF in New York, Linda will be there and invites you to connect with her. Please reach out to the podcast team through Handels Dagnes Facebook and we will provide you with Linda's contact. Our guest next week is the entrepreneur and former alumni of Stockholm School of Economics, Peter Hedborg. Petter, who during his studies founded a successful investor relations platform, Introduce, is now running his second company, Modular Finance. Petter gives valuable insights into his journey as a young entrepreneur in the finance industry and how to grow a company without external capital. If you found this podcast interesting and useful, you can follow Handelsdagarna on Facebook or Instagram for further updates. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you next week.